This is Dr. Joel Ying and the Living the Present Moment podcast. Today I have this historical story about the tomb of the unknown soldier called Never Forget. Never Forget. The soldier marches 21 steps, turns and pauses for precisely 21 seconds. With another sharp turn and precise metal click of the heels, he shifts his weapon and holds for exactly 21 seconds more before marching back 21 steps. He repeats again and again, walking the mat back and forth until the next soldier takes over this 24-7 guard duty. The number 21 echoing the 21-gun salute, the highest honor of the military. This is the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery in Washington, D.C. As our soldier stares out over the expansive green lawn of the cemetery, he wonders who he is guarding and what is his story. At exactly 11 a.m. on November 11, 1918, an armistice went into effect and the violence of the Great War had come to an end. This had been the war to end all wars. On that day, the world could not imagine a world war ever happening again. In those four years, military and civilian casualties exceeded 40 million people worldwide. Military deaths accounted for 15 to 22 million, and there were another 23 million wounded military personnel, one of the deadliest conflicts in human history. The U.S. entered the war in April 1917. Of the young men who left the American shore, more than 100,000 lives were lost, more than 200,000 wounded. On the Western Front in Europe, the soldiers that survived the crossing of the Atlantic with the pandemic of 1918 entered into trench warfare. Bullets, machine guns, tanks, bombs, poison gas, face-to-face -face artillery. On land, sea, and air, this was not just a battle of ammunition. This was a battle of bodies and the dead piled up. Many of those dead remained in France, the major battlegrounds of the war. About 30,000 Americans who died fighting World War I are buried in eight European cemeteries. Many of those graves are marked with names and crosses on expansive cemetery lawns reminiscent of our own Arlington National Cemetery. And then they are the unknowns, the bodies that could not be identified except for the uniforms that they wore. Buried in a foreign country, they have given their service, their lives, and even their identity for their country. 
With so many unknowns, many countries had ceremonies and dedicated monuments in their honor. In the US, military officials initially opposed the idea because it was thought that the technology would eventually make identification possible. However, civilians and the media gathered support and funding. When the idea was handed over to the military, every detail of the choosing of the unknown was scripted and the event meticulously planned. The pallbearers that would carry the casket and accompany the unknown back to the U.S. soil were chosen under strict criteria. All were similar height and build. All were decorated war heroes. For the unknowns, four bodies were chosen from four different American cemeteries in France. Beautiful cemeteries, marked graves, many names and crosses, but also graves of unknowns, marked simply with a number. Grave sites were chosen at random and held secret until a team arrived at each cemetery. The bodies exhumed and examined. If anything identified the body, the team would go to another randomly chosen grave. The body was prepared, wrapped in a blanket, covered in a sheet, placed in a polished steel casket that was then placed in a wooden crate that would later serve as a pedestal. The truck with all four caskets met four kilometers outside of the city of Shalom. The trucks cleaned of mud and dirt until they glimmered in the sun. Flags placed on the caskets to arrive at the city hall at precisely 2.50 p.m. Greeted by an honor guard of the French infantry, the pallbearers took the caskets to the entrance hall where the unknowns were to lie in state, draped with the American flag. The French honor guard took up positions in the room. Over the next two hours, French citizens heaped flowers in front of the casket with a steady line of those who came to give a final tribute to those who paid so dearly for French freedom. Almost every French family had lost someone in those four years of terrible war. Later that evening, a detachment of soldiers entered the empty room and shuffled the caskets on their pedestals so that no one would know which cemetery the caskets came from. The room was again emptied and two others entered. They opened the caskets and shifted the remains from one casket to another, further eliminating any chance of identifying the unknowns. The next morning, among the six pallbearers, Sergeant Edward Younger, a decorated war hero and a recipient of what would become the Purple Heart, was told that he would be the one to choose the casket that would become America's unknown. At 11 a.m., 
he entered the room with a bouquet of white roses. He wondered if one of the bodies could be his brother that had fallen in battle, or perhaps the fellow soldier that had taken a bullet that saved his life. As he circled the line of caskets once, twice, three times. I was numb, he said later. I could not choose. Then something drew me to the coffin second on my right on entering. I couldn't take another step. It seemed as if God raised my hand and guided me as I placed the roses on the casket. This then was to be the unknown soldier, and by that simple act I had started him on his road to destiny. Sergeant Edward Younger had started the unknown on the road back home to America. The steel casket was immediately taken to another room, and America's unknown was transferred to a coffin of ebony and silver in which he would be buried. The steel casket went back to the lobby, another body transferred into the casket, and three caskets were sealed and returned to a cemetery in France where they were assigned new unknown numbers and immediately buried. The ebony and silver casket was then placed in the lobby where it was again showered with flowers by the French people and representatives from many delegations. The plaque on the casket read, Unknown but to God. At 5 p.m., four jet black horses took the casket to the train station with an armed French guard, a military band, and people lined up on the streets to witness the two-kilometer march to the railway station. The pallbearers accompanied the unknown by train to the French coast, where the USS Olympia waited. With more ceremony and speeches, the French people again showered the coffin with so many flowers, it was nearly buried from sight. On Wednesday, November 9th, 1921, the USS Olympia arrived in Washington, D.C. Eight pallbearers lifted the coffin as a military bland played Chopin's funeral march. The star-spangled banner was played as six black horses pulled the coffin draped with the American flag. The unknown had arrived back on his home soil. Along the route, Marines lined up on both sides. People crowded the streets to watch the procession as the unknown arrived at the U.S. Capitol where he would lay in state. Again, an honor guard took up positions around the coffin draped in red, white, and blue. The unknown was greeted by President Harding and other dignitaries with official ceremony and speeches. And that night, the unknown 
would rest alone on his native soil with the honor guard keeping vigil. The next morning at 8 a.m., the American public came to pay their last respects. A choir sang America the Beautiful, and the honor guard stood at attention as still as statues, their heads bowed, eyes covered, their gaze lowered, weapons at the ready. Thousands of mourners passed by, as many as 100 a minute, almost 100,000 people, families, children, mothers, parents, grandparents, widows, many with tears wondering, could this be my son, my grandson? Widows wondering, could this be my husband, my father, my brother, my friend? It was a scene of national mourning as the flowers piled higher and higher on the casket. At midnight, the last of the mourners came through and people had to be turned away as the vaulted doors swung shut. On Friday, November 11th, 1921, on the second anniversary of Armistice Day, now Veterans Day, three years after the war ended, the five-mile procession began from the Capitol building to Arlington National Cemetery with six black horses. Tens of thousands lined the streets until the arrival at the Memorial Amphitheater at Arlington National Cemetery. The funeral began with prayers and the military band played and everyone sang, America, my country tis of thee. With state-of-the-art technology for the time, President Harding's speech was transmitted electronically over wires for the first time ever to New York, Chicago, and San Francisco, where crowds were gathered around speakers in awe that it was almost like being there. Mr. Secretary of War, ladies and gentlemen, the unknown was awarded the U.S. Distinguished Service Cross and the Medal of Honor. Dignitaries from France, Britain, and several other countries gave the unknown their country's highest military award, making the unknown the most highly decorated soldier of World War I. The Victorian Cross, the Croix de Guerre, the gold medal for bravery. After more prayers, hymns, and speeches, the casket was lowered to a lone bugler playing taps, followed by a 21-gun salute. As our soldier today guards the tomb, he walks another 21 steps, turns and pauses for 21 seconds. This 24-7 honor guard is one of the nation's 
highest honors, most meticulous of trainings. As the guard walks another 21 steps, he remembers. He remembers something we should never forget. As the United States of America recognized the need to honor her fallen heroes, this tomb has evolved from a place of national mourning to a source of national pride. If you visit the tomb of the unknown soldier at Arlington National Cemetery, you can read the words inscribed. Here rests in honored glory an American soldier known but to God. The modern world now allows us new ways to identify bodies and this particular type of ceremony might never happen again. But we will continue to find new rituals, new ways to grieve, new ways to honor the dead, to honor our fallen heroes, sons and daughters, loved ones, to remember the atrocities of war, to remember the price of freedom to never forget.